boom, 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 boom. Between you and I, with a hint of sarcasm and no wow. filter, two friends open up about following their heart, breaking bad habits, and share advice on what they've learned along the way. This is Between You and I Podcast. Between you and I. Yo, what's goody? Hey guys, welcome. Happy motherfucking birthday to us. (laughs) It's our birthday. Call it back. Okay, if you live and thrive in the vibe of Aquarius, mm. happy Earth side love. <laughs> Aquarius season, bitches. Okay, all day, every day. How yep. are you feeling, yep. birthday gal? I am feeling great, and I am so filled with gratitude for another year. I know that's real. You know, I am. I'm grateful. I'm happy, and. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Me too. Me too. I feel the same the same essence, you know. This year my birthday is truly feeling like a wholesome birthday. Yay, I wholesome, love that. Wholesome in the sense of like I have made some strides mm-hmm. personally and at the age that I am acquiring at the moment. Mm-hmm. 35. Shorty doing good. 35. Okay, F-I-N-E. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes, it's a new year, everyone. Again, if you haven't listened to our latest episode, Happy New Year. It's already blowing by hella fast. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you all are thoroughly and aggressively going after whatever it is that you need to attain. Right. So today we're going to talk about winning the wars against our minds. They're not just in the streets, people. <laughs> they can be right in your little noggin. <laughs> no, no, but oh, jokes aside, we are so used to believing what our minds tell us. Fact. It can easily mislead us. Fact. And becoming aware of the power of your thoughts is very important. It's incredibly, it's imperative. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. The mind is so powerful. It is limitless. It is its own universe. And it's in connection with your ass. So yeah. you definitely have to learn how to build that type Tell of that relationship. <laughs> you have to be able to build a relationship with your mind in order to, one, understand it, and two, recognize how to work in not even in flux but how to work in concert with your mind yeah it also has a lot to do with knowing who you are oh okay you dropping gems already in what a minute and 30 seconds dang not the gem queen (laughs) (laughs) again all seriousness yeah your your mind is is definitely a powerful organ it is capable of doing so many things simultaneously at once that you often, as an individual, have to recognize that you are in control. Right. You are in control. Not your mind. But um, You control your mind. Yes, you control your not mind. Not the other way around. Certainly not the Which other way around. Which can easily happen, obviously. <laughs> For a fact. Let's talk about what types of wars can actually happen in your mind. 
What types of wars do you go through? One of the wars I go through with my mind are being filled with negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Like not, you know, my mind telling me that I can't do this or just being like really frustrated with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And it isn't until I sit down and try to clear my thoughts that I actually come to terms and I'm like, okay, no, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talk to myself and obviously I'm talking to my mind, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like, no, this is not what we're doing. I'm in control here. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. That's powerful. And that's part of the problem is that we don't learn how to control our thoughts. That is a fact. And to piggyback off that, I think that it comes strictly from not knowing. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. knowing that negative thoughts exist. Right. Not knowing that these thoughts that are, you know, pinpointed as negative have such heavy influence on your day to day. Not being aware. You know, human experience is constantly stimulated or catalyzed by external situations. But at the end of the day, it is up to you who is the source within yourself to be able to distinctly decide what that particular experience or situation is, whether it's pain or pleasure, joy or misery, Mm -hmm. positive or negative, agony or ecstasy. It always happens within yourself. And it takes... It takes a lot of strength to decide which side did you fall on. Just like you, the war within your mind is easily aligned with negative thoughts. For me, it is imposter syndrome. I have Mm. significant imposter syndrome. I know this comes from um, beliefs that I've taken on from external Mm -hmm. situations that have happened where I labeled it as pain or, you know, discontent. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this is not 24 seven. How do you recognize when you are in a constant state of like, what is it? The negative mobile. (laughs) (laughs) When negative thoughts start to take over me, I try to take a break with myself. When does that happen? I mean, like, do you start sweating? Do you get no, tense, I, stress? Like, what, I get really stressed. Let's say, what are your triggers to let you know that you kind of, you need to get back on track? I can't focus, and I become really upset. Mm-hmm. And when I become really upset, I want to cry. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like people to see me cry, so I'm like, okay, we're going to get this shit together. <laughs> we're going to go talk to ourselves. Yeah. And by ourselves, I mean me and my brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to talk this out and we're going to figure it out because this is not the way to go. Yeah. And I think you just brought up something without knowing that is very important. Everyone, please understand that this is a journey that is for the rest of your life. There is no one end all, be all, fix all. Yeah. Even the, and by winning the war, it's not winning the war in terms of there's a finality, but it's about understanding that there is a war. Right. Because it's not normal for someone to be happy go lucky all the time. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. It's hard to sustain. Mm hmm. 
It I is mean, very c- come hard. on. It, it's, it's a really normal to walk around happy all the time. What? I think there's a state of contentment. Have and you ever joy. heard of that? I, I have. But really? at the same time. All the time? Let me say this. <laughs> oh, no. I they, they taking some happy drugs. I'm sorry. Kiersey is thinking about no offense. Listen, no offense to anyone that's, like, taking medications for Correct. their well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely no offense. I'm just, you know, No, Kiersey is just talking about those couples in the infomercials that are skipping through the green field. <laughs> just going everywhere. And they're just like, I'm happy all the motherfucking time. Yeah, like, bitch, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I don't think that there are folks that are that depiction of happiness, but mm-hmm. I do think there are people that have been able to live a stable life of peace and contentment because they're not looking to define and instead they're experiencing. But at the same token, it is very difficult to do that when you have specific responsibilities, you know, like those, those people I see are ten typically like gurus or, mm. you know, um, they're in a specific type of meditative practice where they are mm. away from external, a lot of external stimuli, mm-hmm. you know, like you and myself, we live in New York city. Everything is stimuli for us. Yeah. We have to respond We're in to a constant, um, state of stress. For the most part, <laughs> you know, so um, I know you, you mentioned, you know, you recognize it when you become stressed or when you become angry and you want to, it results in wanting to cry. That's kind of your, mm-hmm. your red flags. I often recognize it, uh, when for whatever reason, there's something that I'm trying to attain mm-hmm. and I feel like it's super far away. Oh, like I, something I work on and then I don't physically see it, that's kind mm-hmm. of a red flag for me to say, well, Courtney, at the end of the day, you know, what you're really seeking is joy, period. So why are you so fixated on this particular thing, object or environment? Again, it's supposed to come from you, Shorty. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Of course, I did a little bit of research on this. Always necessary. <laughs> Look at our little analytical Kiersia. <laughs> What'd you find, girl? Oh, my God. Um, studies have shown that the average person, can you guess how many thoughts per day we have? Thousands. Shit. 50,000 thoughts per day, you guys. Whoa. The same study shows that 70% of those thoughts are negative. That's more than half, okay? So obviously, it's hard to live a positive life with the constant negative chatter all day. Dang. Hold on. Let's just sit with that for a second. Okay. First of all, 50K. (laughs) I'm sure that's all about... 50,000 thoughts. Listen, okay, so let's let's attribute this. $50,000 could do a lot with that. $50,000 of debt. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 50,000 50, acres. That's a lot. 50,000 thoughts? Uh-huh. Jeez. Can you imagine, though? I feel like we're... 50,000 thoughts, when, when we say it out loud, it sounds... Outlandish. Ridiculous, right? How many of these thoughts are we 
aware of. And for them to say that 70% of them, geez louise. And that's why I said, I was like, there's no way that there's a person out there just happy-go-lucky all the time. Maybe the other 30% are monks and gurus and shit, but I don't know, you guys. Wow. Like, I think my hand would be super tired if I tried to write down all my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's that's something to keep in mind. So if 70% of those thoughts are negative, like, why? I don't know. I think that we're just so used to believing what our minds tell us that it, it can easily mislead us. I also think it's because it is not really highlighted or a topic of conversation when it comes to how we respond to situations, Mm. how we respond to interaction. You know, human experience is stimulated or catalyzed by external situations, period. Right. You walk outside, somebody is screaming and kicking a dog. You're like, oh, my God, this right. is crazy. Triggered. And what does that do for the next 20, 30 minutes? Do you think about your dog? Do you think about, are you safe? Like, there are so many things. But I think that it would prompt you to kind of say to yourself, okay, Actually, it doesn't prompt you, <laughs> mm-hmm. but what can help be helpful is by saying, okay, what am I assigning to this situation? Being aware. Yeah. How, and by being aware, you know, how do you feel in internally when these things happen? You just try to reset your thoughts. Like, hey, you know, like, I don't know, reset your thoughts somehow. Yeah. It, it, it's all basically, and by resetting your thoughts, you're kind of re-engineering your internal state of, of definition or defining what's happening to you. You can either label something as painful or pleasure. You can label something as joy or misery. Mm-hmm. You can label something as agony or ecstasy, but common denominator is your ass. It's you. So, so It's you. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. How can we, if we already know what stimulates or what prompts the negative thought patterns or what prompts uh, understanding that there's a war going on in the noggin, well, how do we combat this? Everyone deals with things differently. I choose not to let the negativity overwhelm me. Right. Early, I said I'd, I'd sit with myself and I have a talk with myself and I'll, I'll let you guys know what this talk is usually like. <laughs> no, it's usually like we're going to get through this. Amazing. We're going to get through this. And this experience is here to teach you something. Wow, you're better than my mind, cause <laughs> you know, so, and sometimes it doesn't automatically. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It doesn't always happen immediately. Okay, sometimes it does take a few days, but I I I, I refuse to drown in negativity. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you're dealing with is here to teach you something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if we look at it that way. I think we'll have a better, you know, positive handle on the situation. You're in control of your mind, not the other way around. Yeah. for the, I think that is an underlying theme that a lot of us have to kind of understand 
I'm all about trial and error. I'm all about mm-hmm. like experimenting because I love seeing something happen out of yeah. what I've you, been You like to shown. see the results, right? Yeah. So I had to sit with myself at a point in time and say, how powerful is my mind? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, I don't believe what's happening in my mind, clearly I do because it's happening. It's mm-hmm. manifested into a thought. So, right. Um, thoughts become things, you guys. Thoughts become things. And once I gathered the understanding that my mind was a multi dimensional machine capable of handling several levels of activity all at once, oh, I. Man. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's amazing. It's Thank phenomenal. you, Brain. We always want to. Sh- <laughs> and, and you know how I got to that place? When I, when I was introduced to meditation. Mm. There are so many forms of meditating, but mm-hmm. we only see those forms of like sitting down on a nice little cushiony pillow. With mm-hmm. the, sun, the sun beaming on your face. Right. And, okay. And they always say, you know. Think about nothing. Stop your thoughts. be present just let them come let them pass but it's like at the same time why do i want to stop my brain i need that i need my brain and is that even possible though to quiet the mind it's because i feel like the more i hear to quiet my mind the more chatter yes i hear exactly there again i'm challenging why would i want to tell my mind to shut up i need it right if anything my mind not shutting up is alerting me where I'm focused. Right, right. Right? So, and this is nothing against meditation. How you decide to meditate is for you and you Mm -hmm. only. I personally do my meditation in a different way where I don't want myself to be quiet. And like you mentioned. What type of meditation um, do you do? I love walking meditation. Oh, what's that? I've never heard of that. Like, where do you, do you walk inside your apartment? Do you walk outside? (laughs) Do you walk to the kitchen? It's really just like you, where you sit with yourself and you have those powerful conversations. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm walking. But where are you? It's not like home. It could be anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. Even if I'm walking in the city with thousands of people around me. How do you deal with such though? Like how, how can we identify that as meditation? I'm just picturing myself walking on 42nd Street, going on a meditation walk, and no, see, with people stepping on me. Right, but here, here again, it depends on what how you define meditation. So, okay, so what are you doing when you're me- when you're doing your walk in meditation? Is what I'm trying to understand. So this it, is interesting. So when you live in New York City, most often than not, you are in full usage of headphones. Mm. You're listening to music. Everyone and everyone knows that they are literally trying to drown out the entire world, the entire anyone that's around you. If you're on the train, there's somebody screaming, singing, playing their own music. You have your headphones in to drown it all out. Mm-hmm. Right. But I find that that sometimes takes me away from listening to my internal self. Mm. So there are moments where I have my headphones in as like somewhat of a noise cancellation but I have nothing playing instead what I have playing is listening to what I'm thinking about 
observing. Mm-hmm. So as I'm walking, it doesn't have to be where I'm walking and there's no one around. I can be walking with a bunch of people. If mm-hmm. I can drown people out by listening to music, I can drown them out by having nothing on. Mm-hmm. But I, the intention is to move and in my state of movement hear where my thoughts are moving also. And some people like to call it earthing, where you oh. take your shoes and socks off and you plant your feet in like a grassy area. Mm-hmm. Connecting with the earth. I've, I've heard of that exactly. form of meditation. Exactly. Walking and observing what's going on in my mind. And as you mentioned too, you know, just taking, taking full view of where my mind is. Yeah. Is it on things that are supposed to incite joy or is it on things that just aren't necessary? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as you stated, 70% of it <laughs> is pretty much unnecessary. That's crazy. I'm a big fan of um, guided meditations. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I usually um, go to um, listen to Deepak Chopra. Is that his name? Yes, it is. Yeah, and it's not always him. There, there are other gurus that you can listen to, but that I find that that helps me a lot. I believe he has an app also. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah, look into that or do whatever uh, works for you to quiet those thoughts, you know, or not, mm-hmm. whatever works. I One thing that I'm trying now that has been very helpful is practicing inner pleasantness. Okay. I incite how I want to feel in all situations. In a nutshell, I really just mean that I radically engineer myself so that I'm always looking internally and and Mm -hmm. judging my situations and what's happening based on how I'm feeling. And if I don't feel good, I need to do something to make me feel good. Right. And no matter what that is, obviously it's not like addictions or anything, but <laughs> again, like like you said, like we will get through this. We will get, we will this get through this. This is okay. This right. is part of your growth. This is going to help you become limitless. Some of the things that have worked for me in the past are affirmations. Yes. Amazing. Okay, I love post-it notes. Oh. I used to walk around <laughs> with post-it notes in my pockets. Hey, you do what okay. you gotta do. And some of these would say, I am powerful. Mm. I can do this. I am fearless. Mm. And whenever I would feel myself going down that rabbit hole of like negative thoughts, I would dig in my pocket and grab <laughs> a post it note. And girl, that got me through a lot of stuff. Do you still do this? I do it from time to time. Um, And I also do it for my loved ones when I know that they're like, you know, need some uplifting. I I put them on the mirror where they can see them or put them somewhere where they can see them. That's really, you know, and I think that also helps me internally. Right. Mm Because I'm I'm the one writing them and reading them, too. Mm -hmm. Right. And setting the intention. So not only am I doing it for someone else, I'm doing it for self. There's a quote that I came across by Will Smith. I came across. I love the that same guy. One. No, which one? I, no, no, stop it. <laughs> what does it say? It says, 
the only way you can win a war you can you cannot win a war against anyone or anything until you win the war <laughs> right <laughs> I, mean, I was like okay well ladies and gentlemen that was the quote <laughs> It was something Ta-da! like that. Yes. No, it is. And to be exact, you guys, the quote by Mr. Will Smith goes, you cannot win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind. Yep. Clap, clap. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Amazing. It's just recognizing how amazing your mind is. Stop looking at your mind as an adversary or an enemy. It's mm. not. It's here to help you. Hello. Right. That's why you're here. That's why you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so befriend your mind. Yeah. Understand it. Figure out what, you know, what your mind is actually processing because what it's processing is your ass. So, knowing you wanna, yourself. Yeah, if know you want to you know yourself, listen, you know, listen intuitively and objectively at what's happening in your mind. Mm. Uh, Another tip, eliminate fear. And you're like, how? Well, (laughs) I was once in in a Uber and me and my driver were discussing you know, politics and what was happening currently Mm -hmm. in the state of our world. And the word fear came up and he said to me, do not live one minute, not even a breath of your life in fear. If you do this, you miss out on the true meaning, the true meaning of living in the here and the now. And that kind of piggybacks to my next, you know, tip is stay present. Mm. At the end of the day, everybody, a lot of our fears and anxieties come from thinking about the distant past too much or overthinking what's supposed to be happening tomorrow. Yeah. Thinking about the future. I realize when I sit down sometimes and I just sit and I don't think about what I'm doing tomorrow or what I got to read so that I can get this or, you know, what happened when I was talking to this person. If I just sit and, like, observe what's in front of me, what's outside, I'm peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's a break. So practice more of that. And that's part of, again, practicing inner pleasantness i like that so at the end of the day everything we do in life has been in pursuit of a single thing and that's just Mm -hmm. joy so do whatever you need to do to get there obviously go out there and be joyful and whatever that means to you it right and that doesn't mean you know jumping on somebody's neck (laughs) (laughs) strangling right you know what i'm saying like that's not joy Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the overall theme of our conversation today is awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for your shit and yourself. Right. Nobody else. No external situations. No mishaps. It's all you. You're part of it. Yeah. You're, you're the common denominator. Correct. So. It's been real, you guys. Thank you. Go win that war. Because your ass <laughs> might need to go win it again in two weeks and then in four weeks. Like, yeah. Just, it's okay. You're doing fine. You're yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, you guys, for tuning in and sharing this with us. And let us know how you win the war against your Yeah, mind. share Give your tips. tips. 
we would love to know so that we can repost it and, and tag you. So yeah, throw throw them our way. Yes. And send some gifts. I was about to say, <laughs> more importantly, it's our birthday. Yeah, we're getting ready to go to the Poconos soon for hey. a nice weekend out in the mountains with our friends. Sorry you couldn't make it, but you might yeah. make it because you'll see us there. <laughs> no, for real. We're going to have a great time. We will. Uh, until next time, everybody. Thank you, guys. Holla back. Be Bye. Kind. See you later. To our listeners and supporters, thank you for tuning into another episode of Between You and I with Kiersia Reyes and Courtney Lene. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share. To learn about updates regarding the show, we can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Between You and I Podcast. That's B-E-T-W-E-E-N-Y-O-U-A-N-D-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can also reach us by email at betweenyouandipodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to gift tokens of appreciation, we accept all forms of donations. All proceeds will strictly go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you, and we will see you on the next episode of Between You and I. I have a hundred dreams. <laughs> <laughs>